What's your favorite scary movie? Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Florida vs. Georgia 2021? We'll break down one of those today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Getting right into this review, looking at the offense first, um, it was way too predictable, if you're going to ask me, which I'm assuming you're asking me since you are here today, so thanks. Um, but, you know, it was way too predictable because I was watching the game with someone who isn't a Gators fan, and even he was like, QB draw coming. Like it, it was just so clear that with Anthony Richardson, we were going to run QB draw, QB power, QB blast, whatever it was. We were running the ball with the quarterback kind of freaking a lot. And I mean, it was, it was outs. Uh, there were a lot of outs for some reason, including one on third and six, which I was like, oh, like you don't call a quick out if you're not going for it. And then we punted. Uh, it, it was very weird, but I think the offense was way too predictable for way too much of the game. Um, I thought that the point of starting Anthony Richardson was to focus more on the deep passing game. And and I, I get that Georgia's pass rush was fired up and going. They got two sacks, more pressures. But we didn't try to challenge downfield unless it was on a trick play. Like, like Malik Davis with the uh, halfback pass at a toss sponge, whatever. That's fine with me. I'm cool with trick plays. Or Emery pass to Anthony Richardson, throw deep, and it's like, Okay, I get it. Trick plays are great, but what the hell, man? Like, 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 just you have a quarterback in Anthony Richardson that wants to throw the ball deep. Just get him moving, you know, do that little bootleg with the pulling guards or pulling tackle and let them pass block for him, whatever, all that fun stuff. But let him throw the ball deep. Like, I, I, I get George's defense is phenomenal. I get it. I don't care throw the ball deep. If you have Anthony Richardson, like that's what he's good at. If you were just going to throw screens, hitches and outs, put Emery in. That's not Anthony Richardson's forte there. On, on Friday, I spoke about screens and wide runs and being the, uh, the, the focal point or not the focal point, but being something that this offense could do to really challenge Georgia's defense. And I, 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 Get that like we did a lot of quick outs and all that fun stuff. I, I needed more wide receiver screen screens screens yeah screens there. Um, just because I think I think that was working screens and wide runs. I think both of those things were working if we would have stuck to it. Um, Damian Pierce season high nine carries, which is the most offensive thing I've ever seen. Uh, but season high nine carries, and he was tremendous. A lot of his work was on those wide runs. Wide runs were working. We just didn't stick to it. And then those final two and a half minutes of the game, uh, or final two and a half minutes of the first half, demolished us. Um, that was rough. That was really rough. Uh, we knew with Anthony Richardson that we would eventually run into some kind of turnover problems and very low points. 
that's what happened in that final two and a half minutes to end the first half. And I don't blame him for the fumble at all because he was just fighting forward. Georgia was holding him up while trying to rip the ball out. And Florida linemen were pushing him forward. It was nearly impossible for him to hold on to that ball. So I don't blame him for that fumble. What I do blame him for is I think that we wouldn't, I don't think that would have been the play call had we picked up a yard or two on the play before that, in which Anthony Richardson was supposed to take it off tackle to the right or out of the tackle to the right. And instead he cut it back and almost got tackled for safety. And it was really ugly. It's like he needs to, I think, recognize that not everything can be a home run play, especially when you're backed up. Sometimes you've just got to take what the defense is giving you, which I'll get more into in the second segment too, because I have a big issue with something Florida did that uh, it, 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 it kind of pissed me off a lot. Uh, looking at the defense, stellar for 99% of the game. Rashad Torrance, animal. Eight tackles, two picks, a fumble recovery, just lights out. He did give up that 36-yard touchdown, but hey, I'll take that if you're going to force three turnovers. I have no problem with that. Uh, Georgia came out and immediately ran counter trap and uh, which LSU of course demolished Florida on and Georgia came out and literally the first play from scrimmage for them. Well, first play from scrimmage in the game, uh, Georgia came out and ran that counter trap and got a first down on it. Um, it, it was, it's rough knowing that, Florida's got so much defensive talent and and I genuinely mean I even think that our linebackers are pretty damn talented I just think the scheme sucks um and I I think it's not fit built for them and they don't fit in it that's why I think they've been underperforming but uh it sucks that this defense has so much talent throughout and coaching can't teach them to stop a simple play that's counter trap. Uh, that's what's frustrating to me, at least that it's just like, what in the world are you doing there that you can't teach them how to stop that play? It's not like an impossible play to st- It's not like Madden where if you run a one trap or halfback wham, you're getting yards and you know it it's counter trap in real life blow it up like i i don't get why todd grantham is so incapable and incompetent where he can't make these changes and i i genuinely feel bad for this defense because man this gators defense played just so damn good for so long like seriously because even the georgia touchdowns it was one play 36 yards was the touchdown that rashad torrance gave up and it was after a pick. And it, it was just, uh, they had the rushing touchdown from the 11, I think it was, after the fumble. Like, this wasn't like Florida just got mollywopped up and down the field, which is, I think, the most frustrating thing because when you look at the score, it looks like Georgia just took us out back and beat the crap out of us for the entirety of the game. But if you look at when things happened, those two and a half minutes, it was it was three nothing Georgia going into the final two and a half minutes of the first half. And at halftime, it was 24 nothing. That that was Georgia was just oh my gosh. I, I am so pissed just because Georgia's like it's gonna look like we just got demolished the entire game when really 
Neither offense had success the entire game. It was just the two and a half minute stretch for Georgia that, or the two and a half minute stretch from Florida really that gave Georgia the 24 nothing lead. So that's what's really frustrating. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. Prize Picks offers every sport you could think of. I'm talking NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, like Rashad Torrance II, Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson as well as the smaller players that you might not have ever heard of. Bryce Mitchell, Bryant Kobach, Daquan Finn, guys like that. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries, so you can take the over on Anthony Richardson rushing yards and the under on Colin Castles and rebounds in the same entry. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Use promo code locked on. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now it's time for the good, bad, and ugly. And um, wow, yikes, this is going to be tough. The good, um, Georgia's points per game allowed has gone up. Mess with us. Uh, before this game, Georgia was allowing 6.6 points per game. And now Georgia's allowing 6.625 points per game. So shove it dogs um hey i'll I'll take wins where i can get them i don't give a damn uh the other good is our defense man um i am again pointing out just how bad i feel for them guys really just balled out the entire game besides for a two and a half minute stretch in which they were just screwed over by their offense um but you know like rashad torrance had Three takeaways, two picks and a forced fumble, or, or a fumble recovery. He did not force the fumble. He did the recovery. I believe it was Javon Dexter that forced it. Um, and by the way, the commentating on that one was horrible because clearly it was a fumble. Upon review, it was clearly a fumble. And the commentators were going, ah, was, was his right knee down before? Meanwhile, his right knee is a foot and a half above the ground. And it's like, no, his right knee wasn't down. Um, sorry, I got so irrationally pissed about that. Um but turnovers put our defense in a tough spot, and eventually Georgia got some points off of it. But, hey, defense, good on you, man. That was chef's kiss. Um, the bad, play calling. I, I spoke about this previously. Dan Mullen, once again, just absolutely refused to dial up deep, shot, deep shots unless they were on trick plays. Uh, like I mentioned, Malik Davis at, at a single back bunch with a little toss and halfback pass. Like, I don't get it. Um uh, Emory on second and 10, by the way, it was clearly double pass based on how far back Anthony Richardson was, but Emory takes a snap. goes back to Emory to, uh, Anthony Richardson. And, uh, what does Anthony Richardson do? He just throws it to the one guy that was actually running around, uh, because there was someone on the top of the screen that ran a curl and then just stood there. And that irrationally pissed me off too. Cause like you had so much space to work with over the middle, change it to an in route. Um, it could be a little rational, but uh, I don't care. We lost by kind of a lot. Um, so, yeah, that sucked. By the way, for those wondering about my bets, uh, no, I didn't win any of them involving Florida. <laughs> so so that was really fun. Um, happy about that for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked there. 
but another thing that was bad from Florida was the lack of adjustments. There were a lot of plays where whoever our slot receiver was at that point was just completely uncovered. Um, and I don't know if, I don't know why this would be the case, but I don't know if Anthony Richardson or Emory Jones weren't given the green light to make checks at the line for anything. But at some point, someone has to recognize that, you know, you're playing against Georgia's defense, which is the greatest defense I've ever seen, which is so frustrating to admit. But there, your slot's uncovered, and granted, it's probably because someone's supposed to fly in there, but at, you have to at least try. Go quick hitch, bubble screen, something to be like, hey, the slot is completely open right now. Get the ball to him in some way. Um, that that adjustment was never made, and that was so frustrating for me because you're playing Georgia. You can't just go in there with a game plan. Be like, we're going to stick to it no matter what. When um, it wasn't working, I'll say. And it was most of the time that uh that I recognized the slot was open was in the second half, and it's like at that point you're already down twenty four nothing. Do something. Try something to see if you're team can make this work the ugly um whatever the hell Brenton Cox Jr. was doing that that is that's my first ugly that's the biggest ugly because I don't know what the hell he was doing I saw I tweeted about it I know Ahmad Black tweeted about it I know pretty much every Gators reporter that I know tweeted about it um he would take himself out of plays and then just go eh there there it's over there like what the hell Get him yourself, Britton Cox Jr. Like it's Stetson Bennett. Chase him. I get it. He's an athletic quarterback. I fully understand that. I don't care. He's still he's still the quarterback, and you're the edge rusher. Go get the quarterback. I don't care if he's past the line of scrimmage because there was that where that happened. Um, there was I can't remember who got the ball, but Britton Cox Jr. got pushed from the right tackle to like over center and then just stopped trying and the ball went directly where he should have been. So I don't know what the hell was going on with him. I would have thought that he'd be like, Oh, like my old school, I'm about to turn up. Like I'm, I'm about to get after him. And then he just didn't. So I don't know what the hell was going through his mind. I don't know what his plan was, but it sucked. And that was the most disappointing thing I've ever seen from an individual. And I've watched a lot of Gators not try hard. The other ugly, Anthony Richardson's first start. Look, I I think most of us, at, or not even not even most of us, meaning like Gators fans or anything, I just, I just think most of us, most people, uh, expected it to get ugly at some point. You know, this is, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Emery started for the sole purpose of not throwing Anthony Richardson to the dogs, literally. Um but Anthony Richardson is a raw boomer bust quarterback playing the greatest defense I've ever seen. We knew it was going to get ugly at some point for him. Uh, I just wish we would have made more adjustments when it did get ugly or do something, but it, it was ugly. And then he ended up getting injured. It, it was rough for him. It's not ugly because it's Anthony Richardson. It's not a knock on him. It's just that it was an ugly part of the game that we knew at some point he was probably going to turn it over. He was probably going to, make a few bad reads, a few bad decisions. That's ultimately what happened. And again, I'm not faulting him for that first fumble. Um, that's, that's not his fault at all. So I, I, I don't blame him for that. It's just, 
it sucked, but it was ugly, and it was his first start, so that's why I got the ugly. I don't know about you guys, but football season's here, basketball season's here, baseball playoffs are here, hockey season's here, and I'm watching that too, and it's kind of, I probably won't do it for much longer, but now I am constantly snacking, and I mean constantly snacking. So I've committed to eating Built Bar because it's better than the sugary or salty snacks that I usually eat. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar, your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. And now looking at where do we go from here as the Florida Gators, this one will probably be a little bit quicker, but... uh. It's something that I, I felt needed to be brought up at some point today. Dan Mullen, I am proud of you, sir. Uh, because on the bright side, for the first time since Missouri in 2018, Dan Mullen has taken accountability and taken responsibility for his shortcomings, um, which is fantastic. I that That honestly, just that effort or that... Showing he gives a damn makes me be like, oh, like like brighter days will be here for Florida fans. He's openly said that he knows changes need to be made and that he needs to regroup and rethink things and come with a different approach, whatever. We've got a few games left in this season to turn it around, and every bit of this matters for coaching, like for who's going to be here. It matters more for recruiting because – Recruits are going to look at these final few games and be like, hey, if you suck, we're not going there. It's as simple as that. A lot of guys, yeah, they commit to a team, a school, a coaching staff, whatever it may be. But like when you look at high school recruits, they're fair weather and they have every right to be fair weather. They're making the decision for their future. Uh, so I, I don't fault them at all. I don't fault any decommits. I don't, none of that. Because if you suck and people decommit, it's because you suck and they don't think you're going to bounce back, which means that do you really want someone who doesn't have faith in your program anyway with you? So no, I'm fine with decommits. Go ahead. Uh, I think that despite our defense playing a phenomenal game, Todd Grantham, still going. Uh, I realize that the little thing, still going. Um, <laughs> I realize that my nameplate was in the way. Um, but yeah, Todd Grantham, I still think he's headed out. He's just not the answer defensive coordinator. Fantastic game, but then again, George is not a super creative offense, so you could have just stuck with your like you could have just had the game plan stuck with it, and that's pretty much what we did. Uh, clearly, he did not add counter trap into the game plan because he's Todd Grantham, and um, and he doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's not the answer. I think that he's going to be here for the remainder of the season and just just try to you know coach for his next job. Uh, Anthony Richardson got banged up. That is another thing that we need to talk about uh, because it's now his second injury. Pulled his hamstring last time or a strain, whatever. He had a hamstring injury. Um, that means that he's had two injuries this season, which is rough. We need to know how much time he's going to miss with this one. I haven't even gotten an official diagnosis at the time of recording this, um, but we need to know how much time he's missing, if he's going to miss any time. And out of 
just general curiosity, I would like to see what's up with his long-term health because he's only played in like six games. Um, he's been injured in two of them. And I mean, generally, I just want to know if he's going to be the guy that's constantly banged up because he's very much like Cam Newton's play style in the sense of like, he wants to take a deep shot or he wants to run the ball, which is totally fine. And by the way, I love that we worked in a little bit of a speed option or more of a speed option this week. I think that was fantastic to get the ball out wide and get the ball in just the best, the hands of your best playmakers. I think that was great. No, no complaints. Um, but yeah, he's very much like Cam Newton in the sense where he wants to run the ball or he wants to take a deep shot. And if you want to take a deep shot, you open yourself up to getting hit in the backfield by the pass rush. If you want to run the ball, you open yourself up to getting hit by defenders because you're running the ball. And when you're as big as Anthony Richardson and when you're as big as Cam Newton, sliding is not something you do a ton of, but I would love it if Anthony Richardson would take Cam Newton as a, a cautionary tale um, because Cam's been demolished by injuries long-term. Anthony Richardson is already dealing with some injuries, and I get it. One was from getting hit. One was just from outrunning an entire defense, and he pulled his hamstring or strained his hamstring, whatever. Um, the fact remains, though, that he's now been injured twice, playing significant snaps in six games, and it's not worrisome, but um, I, I, I would like to know, is this going to be a long-term thing? Is he going to keep getting injured? Uh, that's not me criticizing him for injury. I don't criticize for injury. I'm just saying that maybe he needs to switch up his his uh, play style a little bit if he wants to have a long career playing football because he's obviously got all of the tools to be a very high draft pick and a very successful player. It's just a matter of if he could stay healthy long enough to do it. But Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. Don't miss out tomorrow because tape Tuesday. So we get to break down four plays from Florida, Georgia. Now make your second listen, Lockdown SEC. Get all of your daily SEC news in less than 30 minutes with SEC expert Chris Gordy of Sports 790. It is free and available on all platforms. For Lockdown Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole 9 Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. N-I-N-E sports, and be sure to check out my pin tweet and let Lockdown know why the Gator Nation is the best fan base in college football, and I will see you all tomorrow.